Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Of course, BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer for anything you need for your bike or body. Use the code PULPMX to save yourself money when you check out. And uh, they've got it all, everything you need at BTOsports.com. Proud sponsors of the BTO Sports KTM team. And Foxhead.com 2015 Fox stuff has dropped. Fox Airspace Goggle, uh, Performance uh, Instinct Boot. And uh, much, much more, uh, foxhead.com presenting sponsor. And we thank those guys. And uh, the guy on the phone, he wore Fox once a long, long time ago. Welcome to the uh, podcast show, the great John Dow. Dowdy, what's up, man? Uh, not much, not much. Just uh, just hanging out, doing doing my thing, I guess. Uh, yeah. I haven't really made it to too many races these days. My, I, I was actually hoping to get to some this year, but... Uh, yeah, not, not for myself, right? But right. For my son that tried to do some nationals, you know. Oh, that's cool. Um, hey, you been riding much at all? What do you do these days? I've, I've been riding a little bit. Um, like I said, he he actually twisted. He kind of like uh, sprained his ankle real bad about two months ago, and mm-hmm. it, and he keeps kind of re redoing it. So you know, I uh, it seems like I only ride when I like when he wants to go ride. <laughs> You know? Right, but right. I do. Ha- I do have to start stepping it up here. I guess I got. I got to go do some some race over in England again. So, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the vet world does nations. Are going to do that again? Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, you know they they contacted me again and you know mm-hmm. asked about coming home back over and uh, it was really fun. You know, I I was surprised. I I actually wasn't sure what to expect, but uh, Doug Dubak called me last year and mm-hmm. kind of talked me into it. And uh, I was glad I went. I did. I really had a good time. It's a it's a really uh, fun, like kind of low mm-hmm. low key. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of fresher, but nothing like the the real right. You know, the real racing stuff. You know, and that, I mean, all the guys are just old fans and mm-hmm. old racer dudes and you know enthusiasts. You know, it's just uh, there's a lot of fun uh, fun stuff in the air. Yeah, I, I got to get over there and check that thing out one of these times. It, the photos look awesome. And, and last year it was uh, uh, John Michelle Bale came back and. Uh, Yourself yeah. and Dubai. Yeah, that was and, so cool being out on the track with him again. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, right? What, um, uh, what did you ride over there? Did you eighty nine CR? Is that what you had? No, I rode a Cowie. I, I think it was a ninety. Okay, I, I guess I'm not really which exactly you, sure because I know the bike didn't really change much in those years. You know. Yeah, and that's what you you raced one of those, so it was somewhat yeah somewhat familiar. I guess no, it was <laughs> it was really cool, man. I had like I said, I had a blast. And mm-hmm. when I got on that thing, it was uh, it was kind of like brought brought back a lot of old memories you know because i always i did race the 500 nationals and stuff and yeah and i rode a cowie uh back then and, and uh i always liked the big bikes too it's it's funny because uh, you know back then a lot of guys didn't seem to like the bigger bikes you know mm-hmm. Se- seemed like half of the 250 guys would you know bump down to the lights that or the right. 125 class back then you know yeah 
Um, but, uh, I, I used to like the big bike. I don't, I don't know why. I just kind of like riding the thing. Did you have any interaction with Bale back then, back in the day? Or did you know him at all? I, not really. No. I mean, I, you know, I mean, we we knew each other yeah. just because we raced and stuff. Right, but, right. I mean, he was kind of a, he was a big, he was a big guy back then, and I was still kind of a privateer guy, and uh, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, I never had any bad uh, stuff with him. You know, like he was always cool to me. I, whenever I had a good moto, like he. You know, he always kind of gave me a thumbs up or whatever, and that was that was really cool. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but he, it was cool over there. We actually were staying at the same little like hotel thing. Right. And uh, so you know, I kept seeing him. You know, we were we were down at breakfast together and stuff, and kind of hanging out and talking. I, I talked with him more over here for this this race <laughs> that we did than yeah. I did probably in my whole career otherwise. You know? Yeah, really, right. Uh, and and I talked yeah. to uh, I talked to Coppins a little bit about it, and he said the track is really bitching, great track. And, uh, yeah, it's you know, fun. Lots of fun. It's really like an old school mm-hmm. kind of thing. Kind of remind me a little bit of like old school Unadilla. You know? Right, right. Um, so, hey, uh, it's been a couple of years since you hung it up. Do you, do you get that itch? Uh, I mean, the Southwick's gone, but, I mean, do you, are you happy with the way when you were done, you were done? Was that time? Or, is that, or did you do you think you still I, had a couple more years left in you? No, nah, I mean, I, I think it was time. I, I'm I'm pretty happy with my decision. I mean, I, I do still ride a bit. I I go and do local races. Like like mm-hmm. I said, when I my son wants to go race, so I I'm gonna go and bring him and be there all day. I just figure I might as well race too, you know. Right, so, right, you know. right. Plus, it's it's actually pretty fun right now in a way because him and I are really close. He's actually started beating me a few times uh, recently, straight up in some of the motos and the local <laughs> races and stuff. So yeah, you know, so it's it's almost like a a whole new little thing going on for me, you know, but right, it's right. fun though. You know, but as far as the nationals, yeah, I think I, I I'm pretty much, I mean, I did my thing and yep. I, I think it was time, you know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I haven't really looked back at, at since that day at Southwick. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, uh, it's a shame Southwick's gone by the way. I, I hope it comes back. I don't know if it will new owner and everything else, but we got to get a stand track back on the circuit and just Southwick. So epic. So, yeah, I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what the what the chances are, but uh, I know uh, the new the new guys there, Mike uh, Grundle and stuff. That they're actually having a, a one more meeting um, mm-hmm. Thursday. Oh, okay. This week that I'm I'm going to go down and meet up with those guys. They're they're getting uh, they're getting really close to getting it back. You know, right. um, they got all the permitting and stuff to to get it, things rolling again for the local stuff. But uh, oh, so there's been no local races there even. No, oh. the place has been pretty much vacant since uh, you know since that last race. There, oh, I you know? didn't know so that. Oh, okay. Kind of, a, oh. kind of a shame. I've been there a few times meeting up with those guys because we we talked about making some changes and turning it back around like mm-hmm. the old way and like you know putting back some of the old school stuff like the camel humps and things like that. Right. And um, so so that's kind of the plan, but uh, yeah, like you said, I I don't know. Um, I know the chances of ever getting a national back are thin, but I I think. You know, I, I think this guy wants to try anyways, and, and he's mm-hmm. got the right idea anyway. Oh, so good. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I was, I told him I would help him as much as I could in right. any way that I could. You know, I, I would like to see it, it around, even, I guess, even even in a local yeah. way, you know, yeah. but uh, we'll see. I uh, guess we'll, you know, you never know. Do you, uh, do you need to work, Dowdy? Did you take care of yourself? What do you do for a job? Or when you wake up in the morning, what does John Dowdy need well, to I, do? I do work. I, uh, okay. I have my own construction or excavation business. Okay. You know, and, uh, I actually, you know, I like doing it. I've always, I've always enjoyed working, uh, doing that kind of thing. And I'm, mm-hmm. man, I'm just, I think I'm just the kind of guy. I just can't really, I can't really sit still. I like, I like working and doing right. stuff, you know, like, uh, yep. 
I can't. I, I, I don't think I could ever be like a, a sit behind an office desk guy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, well, that's good. And, and hopefully you're able to put some money away from your long career. You know, factory rides and, and all that. So you know. Uh, well, I you know I I tried you know I tried to do as good as I could. I bought I bought some land and uh, you know I still have a bunch of land here and I did a I did a subdivision. Mm-hmm. You know I did a first a first phase if you want to call it that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know I still have like another hundred acres. In the, in the back that's uh, already kind of sort of uh, planned in for, oh. for having some more street and, you know, some mm-hmm. more houses and stuff back there. But, but uh, you know, I'm kind of sitting on that right now. Right. And just, you know, the way the economy is, house building isn't really uh, yeah. not booming right now, you know, so it's kind of just sitting. But, uh, oh, I hear you. but yeah, I, I, I worked. Good. I don't, yeah. You know, I, I, um, I was looking through some Paul Buckley archive photos and – I saw yeah. one of you, seven seven six on an eighty seven KX two fifty. Maybe it was maybe, maybe it was <laughs> well, a five hundred. I, I don't remember. That was but, my first uh, my first ever national year. There, you know, I did. Yeah, I forgot what I did. I did a couple races that year. Now the story is, you didn't start racing until you're sixteen. So that that's true, right? Like that was your first race. Sixteen? No, I was twenty. Oh, twenty? Yeah. Oh my How did god! You not know that. I thought you. Were, I thought it, I knew it was that's later. Been the, I, that's been the story since forever, forever. I, like twenty. I mean, six. Shit, that would have been young for me. Okay. Yeah. See, good thing we're doing this. I could have. I thought. I knew they look sixteen is really late. Never mind twenty. So. No, I was twenty, man. I was already graduated from high school and working full time. Everything. I, you know. And you were like, "Hey, let's try this motorcycle racing." Like you enjoyed riding, and you're like, yeah. "Let's let's try this out." Yep. Exactly. That's insane because that photo. I was thinking to that photo, 1987. You're at Southwick. Uh, four years later, you won a national. That's nuts. You know, uh, the, the just incredible. It's it's you got to want to yeah. be one of the most unlikely it was, factory it was riders. Kind ever. of freaky, you know. But right. But again, it was one of those mud mud races that like always. You know, mud is it always seems to have some crazy stuff going on. So yeah, but still, you know. Um, but yeah, but still. I mean, I'll take it. I know it's. At least it's uh, my name's in the record, but both yeah. there somewhere. But, uh, but uh, you know, it was cool. I mean, I was, and the coolest thing was I, I remember sitting on the starting line for that race, watching Doug Henry win the, the right. lights or the one twenty five class that right, day. Right, right. And you were like, "Check this out! Look at this guy; he's winning." <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, me and Doug were, you know, back then we were uh, we were really competitive with each other, you know, because mm-hmm. we came right out of the same area here racing and. Right. Uh, in the in the very early years, uh, we didn't really we weren't really friendly, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, that was that was still in that time where I was like, oh, man, that freaking Henry guy got fifth or something. I got to beat that, you know. So it was, uh, and I remember sitting there watching him win the win the damn race, and I was like, man, how am I gonna how am I supposed to beat that? Right, you know? right, right. So one of my questions for you was about you and Doug's rivalry. So there were times where it got a little tense for for king of uh, NESC guy. Like it, it it got a little tense at times, huh? Well, yeah, like uh, actually in in the NESC days, like when we were just racing locally together, man, mm-hmm. we just man, we just pounded on each other, and and we didn't really, like I said, we didn't get along. Like you know, yeah. he always had his his group of friends, and right. I had my group of friends, and we were always like, yeah, screw that Henry guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of funny, but yeah. you know, as we both kind of right. got more into the nationals and stuff like that, we became friends just you know, kind of comp camaraderie from being from the same area and stuff at that point. But, uh, right, right. you know, it, it was funny in the earlier years, you know, and I, I think that's, that's how we got 
to be as, you know, we, we pushed each other hard and we, next thing you know, like him and I were just battling each other, you know, like half a lap of anyone else in, in the NESC racing, you right, know. Right, right. So how did you get, I mean, this is probably a dumb question because all of you guys were good in the sand, but did you, how did you get to be so good in the sand? Just so you pick up a bike and you start riding, you just, I mean, are you just riding sand pits and you just figure it out? Is that kind of what happens? <laughs> I don't know. I think if you really look at that 776 picture, you might notice like my my butt hanging over the back fender, my elbows down and yeah. stuff. And I think that's really like a perfect sand riding style. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I was just, I was born with a sand riding style. I get on hard pack and I couldn't do nothing with it. So. Right. <laughs> Uh, your first national, you go thirteen twenty one in eighty seven. Like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, was that at Southwick? Yeah, yeah, at Southwick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thirteenth uh, place. You're like, uh, I don't know when you started racing, but it was only a few years before. And now you were thirteenth at Southwick. <laughs> yeah, you know the, the funny thing, Mike Treadwell always makes fun of me because the funny thing too for me is when I started racing, I never knew, I didn't know who anyone was. I never re- read like magazines and stuff. I mean, I know. I knew a couple of guys, like yeah, Rick yeah. Johnson and Bob Hanna. I knew the big guys. Right. But I didn't know anybody else, and I didn't know who was fast or whatever. And I remember getting off the track, and uh, I was all pissed off because I couldn't pass this guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy was – it was Kyle Lewis. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was he was fast. Right. He was a fast privateer or whatever back then, you know. Or, right. I mean, he might have even been on, like, a, a no-lean team or something. I don't, I don't yeah. remember. but. yeah. I remember being all pissed off and, and Mike Treadwell being like Rain Man, you know, I call him Rain Man. So he's, he comes out, he always says, he's like, dude, I, that was freaking crazy. You were, you were trying to pass, you know, Kyle Lewis or whatever. And I was like, who's, who, why is that good? I mean, was, I, you know, I didn't even know. Like I was just clueless. I was just out there just right. riding, like, you know, just trying to go faster. But, so is it, is it, uh, is there other sand tracks that you're good at besides Southwick? I mean, it's sand in general, or was it just so many laps at Southwick? That made you so great. I, I think I've been I've always been just good at sand tracks okay. in general. Yeah. And the 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 deeper the sand, the softer the sand. I you know it's it's good mm-hmm. for me. I don't I don't uh, I don't really I don't think I'm as good on the, those kind of sand tracks to have a little bit of a hard mm-hmm. bottom and stuff like that. You know, there's some sand tracks around like in uh, in Florida and stuff that they're kind of sandy, but they got a little bit of clay right. underneath and, and stuff. You know. So but yeah, the the deep the deep soft sand. I I don't know. I've always been good in that. I, I don't really know why, but yeah, I don't think it's just Southwick. You know. Yeah. Uh, when do you quit your job and say I'm going to try to make a living at this motocross stuff? What year was it? Do you remember? Um, I think it was. Uh, hmm. Where you're like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. I'm going to hire Brian Barry. And we're gonna jump in an Aerostar or whatever that thing was. We're gonna go around the country. I did. Me, me, and Brian Berry and another friend of mine jumped in an Aerostar van and drove right. from my house in Massachusetts to Washougal, Washington, for yeah. the national. Right. Um, that's private. That's privateering, man. Jumping oh, in a minivan right? with the three of us, and Brian Berry's like two people in it. In right. A minivan, you know? well, how'd you meet Muffin? Where'd you meet Muffin? How'd that happen? <laughs> he was. He was racing. Okay. In in my class, when I started racing, I was in the open, like novice class, the open beginner. You know what I mean? Right, right. And he was in there, and uh, I just remember talking to a couple of my friends. I was like, "Man, did you see the size of that freaking guy? <laughs> like, I can't believe he's out there racing." You know? And right. he actually whole shot at me one day. I was kind of laughing. I was like, 
I couldn't even see him on the damn guy, you know. And, and come to find out, he lived he lived in Ludlow, where I live now. Okay. Which is funny. It's the next town over from, yeah. I grew up in Chicopee. But, right. But he lived in the next town over, and I met him at a, we just bumped into each other at a practice track one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just one of those deals. I was like, hey, aren't you, you know, you're that, uh, that that guy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, yeah, so. and that was it. At some point, he realized he was better at wrenching than racing. Yeah, you know, he. I think he realized his, his motocross dreams weren't weren't, weren't going to turn out. Right. You know, uh, how, well, he, he had bad knees and stuff. You know, so. So uh, when do you when do you take it seriously? When are you like I'm going to try to do this thing for a living? Well, I I remember in '91 when I won that national. That was actually the first year that I. I remember I was my plan was to go out and try to do all the nationals because Doug was already out there doing them for a couple of years. You know? Okay, so you were like, "Hey, okay, I'm gonna try to try to see what I can do." Yeah, like, and I was, you know, when he left, I was just winning everything around here, and I mm-hmm. did good at some of the local races, the local nationals and stuff. But right. '91 was the year I was like, "All right, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do all the nationals. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it," you know. And I had right. had my deal set up and some some money kind of, but after. Uh, after I won that national, I actually broke my leg at Redbud, oh, um, okay. real bad, and yeah. I was on shit. I, I was on crutches for like six months and stuff, and you know, so that was a that was a little bit of a setback. But then, basically, that the next the the next big year where I finally got back and, into mm. shape and everything, and thought mm-hmm. I was going to go give it a whirl was I, I would say in '94. Okay, when I got with uh, Team Boysen, yeah, you know, the, the Yamaha Team Boysen thing, right, right, because that was. That was really the first year where I had somebody like paying for my expenses. Like they had the boys in trucks and they were taking us around, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but, I didn't have I didn't have to pay for the gas in the truck, you know. I was able to just go to the races and they they paid for stuff. <laughs> right. Were you getting uh, bikes and parts from Cowie and Honda and all that, or was it a dealer deal back then? I mean, were you at all on the radar of these factories? I I think I think uh, you know the bikes. I mean. I didn't have to buy the bikes. Yep. I I think they kind of got worked out through Boysen. I think Boysen worked them out, worked it out with Yamaha. You know, I don't know if they. No, had but to. I mean, I mean, like before in the Cowie days and Honda days, like I did have a Team Green ride for, oh, for okay. a few years before that. Okay. So something. You know, I, right. Yeah, like, in, but their deal was they wanted me to stay in in New England and race NESE and like try to win championships or whatever. You know. Right. Right. And you. So basically, in '91, I ended up having to having to leave, leave the Team Green thing, and I went with a local Honda shop and got a couple oh, okay. couple bikes to, to borrow or something, and then uh, I was going to go do the Nationals. That was the deal. But then, you know, like I said, I broke, broke yeah. my leg real bad, and, and uh, you know, there was bone was shattered and everything, and mm-hmm. so it just took a long time to, to get back strong on that thing, you know? You know what's crazy is, uh, I, you know, you don't think of yourself as a, as a great Supercross rider, but, of course, you have a 125 Supercross title to your credit. And I was looking through. I was looking through your results. Your first ever Supercross. I don't know if this was your first ever Supercross in '89 on a Suzuki, but Miami. You made the main event. Was that the yeah, first time? Or you know, I did. I did, and uh, I, I think it was kind of a fluke. I think it was sandy track. Was, it was a bit of a sandy track, Dowdy. Yeah, I was just going to say it was kind of a sandy thing. You know, there was right. like sandy ruts everywhere and everything. Yeah, and I yeah. was kind of digging it. You know, right? It's pretty crazy because yeah, your, your results go. Uh, 87 Southwick, and then 88, you you made the main event in Supercross. Who says you don't know how to jump and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, 
Hey, man, you throw some sand out there and watch and look out, man. <laughs> do, you re- do you remember 89 uh, when you got third? It was Hannah's last national. Do you remember that day and all that? I guess you battled with him a little bit. I read, I read the second news from it. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the, the cool, the, probably the, the more fun thing for me mm-hmm. was the week before. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but Southwick used to have this big invitational race every yeah. year for, for, for years before yeah. the national, you know? Yeah, we did them a few times as, you know, different teams I was on, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so that race was always really cool for us local guys, you know. But the that that year, mm-hmm. I I actually kind of smoked Bob every uh, both motos in the two fifty class. I mean, I won both expert motos by oh, like really? twenty seconds, and he, and he was there. Well, yeah, yeah, you're like check this out, Bob. <laughs> yeah, like and I never even saw him. I whole shot both motos, and I was just gone. You right, know, so right. I don't even know if he, right. you know, I, like I said, I never even actually got to race with him or anything. But right. it was just cool. God, being able to say that I wanted, you know. <laughs> right, that had to have been just so so surreal for you, you know. You're like, wow, I'm actually good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, the National was definitely cool, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, was, it was crazy that I got got that. And then the next weekend, I think I was, I think I went to Mount Morris on the very next weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking I was pretty cool because right. I got third. And I got I went like 21-21 or something, and I didn't crash or anything. I rode my, <laughs> right. my heart out, and I Right. I didn't even get in the top 20. <laughs> right, right. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Um, yeah. Like, wait, what happened? <laughs> uh, hey, that 91 Hangtown, I don't know if I've ever seen it start to finish. It was one moto, and I have saw highlights, and it just looks incredibly amazing. Um, did you know you were winning? Did you know anything, like, any idea that well, how good you were doing? Well, I don't think I – I didn't really know that I was winning because, I mean, it was so – right chaotic i mean it was just like bikes everywhere and and you couldn't even tell who was who and uh you know i mean like there was one water crossing i mean it was actually like rapids it was flowing so so hard like and there was so many guys like stuck and you know just sitting there holding their bikes on the side of that thing and Mm -hmm. i mean you know honestly i didn't even i didn't know where i was going you know what was going on i was just just riding around you know right right and uh Coming, you know, towards the end of the race, it seemed like everyone was really excited every time I came around the mechanics area, you know, so I figured I was doing pretty good. Yep. And I remember uh, Brian Berry, you know, afterwards we were laughing because I was like, dude, how come you didn't give me any pitch signs or something, you know? And he was like, <laughs> and he was, you know, he was saying that he, you couldn't write on the board because it was right. just raining. So, yeah. you know, I mean, and, you know how the markers, they don't write, you know? For sure. Right. So, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, he, he just, so you know he was just trying to give me like thumbs up and you know trying to hold up fingers and stuff and I I could I could tell what he was telling me you know <laughs> right right um, kudos to Muffin for prepping the airbox and uh, the filter and everything because it sounded like everybody drowned out of that thing or a lot of guys did you know like it was that bad bikes were just yeah, stopping it's true I mean I think you know we we used a little bit a little bit of New England uh, New England you know junkyarding on that one because I mean we we used to do a lot of mud races back here in the mm-hmm. spring and the fall and. Yeah, man, he just right away, the, our first thought was tape up the airbox, close it all. The bike would barely even run on the start line, but right. but it ran the whole moto, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, he did, he did a good job with that. I, I give him that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, so you're riding for Boysen. Uh, you're putting in good results. You're you're consistently the top top uh, privateer guy uh, back then. Mike Craig gets fired. They decide to give you his bike. How does that go down, and how much better was the bike? Yeah, that was a, that was a crazy thing, you know. I like I always, I always just it always seemed like I was too old to ever get 
right. you know, get the, 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 the real deal in, in racing. You know what I mean? I, that's always been my thing, but yeah, that, that opportunity sort of came up and I was doing well. I think I was actually in fourth or fifth in the points when, when they actually, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when that thing went down with Mike and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really cool because they said, they said we could keep all our graphics on and everything. Right. The only thing is, you know, we couldn't have the bike at our truck. Like I had to go to the Yamaha truck and get on it yep. and, you know, and race and then come back to the Yamaha truck and leave it there. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was, so, it, um, was it a lot better? You know, we, weren't even, we weren't even really allowed in the truck yet or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, hey, listen, just give this old guy the bike and let's see what he can do. And <laughs> um, Yeah, they're like, ah, well, we got nothing else. We we got nothing else to do with this thing. What the hell? Right. But uh, uh, it was it was it a yeah, lot, was a lot better. The bike was the yeah. bike was definitely pretty good. I remember right. I was uh, really surprised at how good the motor was, which is which is odd because everyone's always like, "Oh, factory suspension," you know. Right, right. But I was amazed at the motor. It was just like it just had like good good motor everywhere. It was. Mm-hmm. I remember getting on it. I think I actually hole shot the first race I raced on it. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it Melville? It was uh, Melville? Ohio. Ohio, Troy. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio was the first race, and you remember that start? It was about oh, yeah. a mile long, and I remember uh, I, I was hole shot that thing by, you know, I had every, everybody. It was like nobody near me, and <laughs> and I was so excited about that that fact that I kind of didn't realize I uh, I was going too fast. I, I missed the first turn basically, so I didn't I didn't actually hole shot it, but I right. like I was by far the first guy down the stretch, you know. But yeah, that's crazy. It, um, it, it was it was kind of funny, but the bike was definitely good, you yeah. know. You uh, you rode 125 Supercross a lot of those years. Where did you practice Supercross? How did you get better at it? How did you get that good at it before you got the factory deal? I mean, how was it trying to, you know, get that learning curve going? And I'm looking at your results. I mean, you were a top 10 guy, 125 Supercross. And, again, you're, one, you're still pretty old at this point. So, like, where did you get good at Supercross? How did you, how did you practice it? I, I didn't really practice it at all until I got with Yamaha. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I never had uh, a track to practice on. I didn't have my own track, and uh-huh. then I never really knew anybody around here that had any any tracks to ride. It. I remember uh, a few times when I was in Florida, I got to go over Gene Newmax's house and ride his track. That was kind of cool. But right, right. But never. I was like scared to death of that stuff, man. I, I just <laughs> like I didn't know what to do with some of those big jumps, you know. Could have, could have, uh, you could have fooled me with your results. I mean, you got the ninth and eighth, sixth, eleventh, tenth. You know, pretty decent. Yeah, but. It seemed, I don't know, I mean, the 125 Supercross back then, if you were just in decent shape, it seemed like you could <laughs> kind of just hang on. I think that's what, all I did, but right. I know when I got with Yamaha, mm-hmm. and I moved, I just moved out to California in the wintertime, and basically I had nothing else to do but to go hang around, and I mean, I, I used to just go hang around at the test track. I would play right around, and I would do motos, and I would test, and just, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I just spent a lot of time on the track, and I actually... I ruined a lot of stuff too. You could you can ask uh, Keith McCarty about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They used to joke around about me because my, you know, my salary the first year they were joking around that I, I was going to end up owing them money after all the bikes <laughs> and shit that I bent and broke on the super. Because I had I crashed a lot and cased and broke. I used to apparently I was bending forks on the 125 without even crashing just oh, my really? case and stuff because I was always. So, Coming up short and going long, and I, I was all over the place at first. You know? So you you get the boy, you get the factory bike on the boys and team. You put in good results. You win Millville. That must have been sweet. 
as a as a you know as an older guy yeah. who who yeah. you know I mean this wasn't the mud this wasn't Hangtown this was nope. beating Mike Rocco that was the first real deal win you know yeah beating Mike Rocco beating Kurdowski beating all these guys so yep um you always were good at Millville too and I mean it wasn't just the sand whoops it was just kind of everything huh? the loose soil and just... yeah I mean the whoops always got me excited because I knew right. I was good there but, right. but the rest of the track still wasn't that hard it still had some some kind of loamy, you know, sort of soft clay ruts and stuff like it. I don't know, man. I always love that place. If, you know, second to second to Southwick for sure. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so you finish the Boysen thing. Do you, does McCarty tell you, hey, I, I think I'm going to hire you to ride 125 Supercross, and you know, on the factory team, or do you does it, does this call come out of the blue and surprise the shit out of you? How does this get down where you get a full factory Yamaha ride? Well. It actually, uh, I had no idea that it was going that way, because um, he, he they made he made it a point to tell me that that this thing here with Craig's bike right. didn't in no way mean that I was getting a factory <laughs> ride for next year. So that was that was you, it. Like that was yeah. the you can't I come in the, the truck. Ride. You can't come in the truck. You just get the bike and yeah. that's it, Dowdy. <laughs> yeah. And after uh, you know Steel City or whatever, uh, see you later. So that was kind of really that's what I was left with, you know. And, right. Um, I, I was hopeful. But the uh, the crazy thing is, I actually that year I actually was seriously seriously considering an offer. I had a really good offer to go to to uh, Japan and race. Oh, really? Oh, like yeah. I was. I mean, I was like ready to sign a contract and go. Yeah. I mean, I had the the money, the the thing. All, I I was already me and Barry talked about it and everything, and I was like, screw it, man. I got I got nothing else here. You know, nobody. Right. Yeah. I was old, and you know, I just figured I'd never. And then. Uh, I remember, <laughs> and then I, I actually got a call from Keith McCarty, and it, it kind of it freaked me out. I was like, "Holy shit, man! Keith McCarty's calling me!" You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven one four number. Go figure. Yeah, and it was it was funny because, like he, uh, you know, his first offer was like was was pretty pretty low ball offer. I'm sure they I'm sure that he probably you know they do that to all the all yeah. the new young whatever kind yeah, of yeah 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 guys. But uh, and so here I was. I actually had this contract to go you know overseas and do this thing and it was like three times the money and i was like shit oh I don't, you know and i remember and it was funny because i actually <laughs> until this day i kind of laugh at myself i'm like what an idiot but it but it did kind of work in my favor because i ended up you know peace actually you know stepped up a little bit so I, and i told him i said i don't know man i oh so you turned it down you kind of turned it down yeah, I, I kind of did, and I, and I laugh now because right. I didn't really even know what I was doing. I was just looking at the friggin' money. You know right, what I mean? I right. didn't know. I was like, damn, if I can make this and go over here and screw it, I'm going to go there. Keith and, is uh, like, Keith's like, and then I, Keith hangs the phone up and says to Gara, uh, John Dow just turned us down. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly, I think, what happened. And, and I remember going outside and telling Barry, I was like, yeah, I just, I just talked to Keith McCarty, and I, I told him I got I got a good deal going over here, and he's like, "What are you? What are you want to on? <laughs> what were you going to ride in Japan? What brand? I think it was uh, a Suzuki. Okay, all right, yeah, if I, yeah, if my memory. Right. So, but, uh, uh, but eventually, so Keith Keith ups the offer, and you signed. Yeah, with like the it, it was actually funny because he called me back like a half an hour later. Right. Oh, okay. And, and ups the offer, and, I, and by then, you know, Barry had talked some sense <laughs> into me, and I was like, right. So I was just like, okay, let's do it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <yeah. laughs> next, you know, here I was sitting there. I was like, oh shit, I'm on, so, so I'm a factory rider now. <laughs> yeah. And then how do you how are you able to bring Muffin over? Like that's that's a, a re- very rare deal. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess just uh, apparently just the way things went down, you know, mm-hmm. 
they they must have had a mechanic move out, and then they took, I think, I don't know, maybe one of the guys moved into, like, sort of an R&D position right. or something. I think it was uh, Steve, and then, I don't know. I, right, right. Um, I can't remember exactly how it went down, but I just remember there was. Pretty cool, though. Yeah, because. Yeah. Yeah, because Kevin Wyndham, they hired Kevin, and they actually brought uh, Ali Seymour in with him, too. So it was kind of like a, maybe it was like a new a new thing they were trying out, bringing these riders in with their own guys or something. <laughs> right. you know? But again, like I remember uh, I was on the scene now as a mechanic and it's like, okay, they signed out. Okay. He's going to ride 125. You're like, what? He just won 250 nationals last year. You know? <laughs> but I mean, I guess you were okay with that, right? You didn't, didn't, didn't bother you. You're well, like, yeah. you know what it basically came down to is like, you know, uh, M.A. you know, they had M.A. and yep. whoever, and then Bradshaw decided to come back and race, and so I, I just got kind of pushed. Basically, I always got just pushed to, around to wherever, to where, wherever they had to make room. Like mm-hmm. if someone else had to come and ride the two fifty or whatever. That they, they just pushed me out of the way. And I remember going to Keith McCarty. Actually, one of those years when they were going to have me ride the one twenty five. Yeah, they were actually not going to hire me again. Oh, and I went to Keith and I said, hey. I said, I can put me on a freaking 125, man. I can ride that thing. I raced 125 all the time at home. I said, I raced the winter season. I beat, I beat Ezra Lusk and shit. I, right. And Brown. And I said, I can ride the damn thing. Can you, <laughs> man, I'll ride it. I'll ride that class. And so he was like, I guess he he thought about it and said, okay. And it, so that's how it ended up happening. I mean, I just didn't care. I, right. I didn't care what I was riding, where I was riding. I just wanted to, I yeah. just wanted to you know, race it, well, stay yeah. there, stay with Yamaha. So. When, you, when you look at your results, I mean, 125, 250, 500, indoors out, you wrote them all. You wrote everything uh, all across yeah, the board, you know? I, I guess, yeah. Uh, how, what <laughs> I didn't care, man. I just figured if someone was going <laughs> to, you know, if they wanted me to ride or pay me or something to ride, I was like, okay, what am I riding? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I ask questions later. <laughs> <laughs> figure, figure it out later. Uh, how was your first year Yamaha? How many year deal did you have? One or two? Oh, I, I, I never had more than a one year deal. Really? Whole the whole thing? Yep. Every year? Every single year. <laughs> Dowdy, you needed an agent. I mean, come on, man. You were finishing. I, you I were... had to work, man. I had to I had to perform for my for my, shit, my shit every year. <laughs> you had one-year deals your whole thing. That's incredible. I know. I never had more than a one-year deal. I couldn't. I, I, I still, to this day, I look at all these, these little dudes, these young guys coming in, you know, yeah. out of the amateur ranks and stuff with these four and five and three-year deals, and I'm like, man. Right. I can't I think believe that's that. Part of the problem with the industry, though, these days. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some security there. There's no doubt. You know. Um, I think everyone should just be like, it should just be one year deals, man. And you know. Yeah. Uh, talk about um, Charlotte a little bit. You're riding the 125s, and uh, you were yeah. riding 250s on the other coast, and you won Charlotte. I was there that night. Uh, Muddy, well, yeah. yeah, it was muddy and it was crappy and it was perfect John Dowd conditions. But you rode a great race, man. That, that had been an awesome feeling. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was there was some other guys that were going faster, but they crashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I crashed too, but I mean, I guess I crashed the, the least <laughs> amount. And, mm-hmm. You know, I just uh, I just hung on a little bit longer than everyone else. That's all. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it was a nasty, nasty track. I remember that, and it was like foggy and stuff. You couldn't even yeah. see. Down the end of the straightaway, it was it was just that bad out there, you know. But yeah, it's basically the right by uh, you know on the indoors. It goes all the way around, made a turn, came all the way back, made a turn, went all the way down. It was a it was a weird yeah, track was, layout. And, and that night, it was like ruts from from one end of the straightaway to the to the other. Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. deep ruts all all the way down. So it was it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, uh, is that the year McGrath Lampson crashed at one point? He was leading. I think McGrath got a flat. But yeah, I mean, Wyndham. 
Wyndham crashed. That's right. Wyndham crashed. Yeah. Morocco but, came up past me, crashed. <laughs> You're like, hey guys, I'll take it. But yeah, and then I remember, uh, and Larry Ward kind of caught me, but then I got away, and then Ezra Lusk caught me at the end, sort of. But I, but I, you know, I kind of held on to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, pretty, pretty cool. I just remember, I remember one thing that I, I remember uh, we had this paddle tire. I think it was like a new, a new thing, and it's like no, they hadn't really used this in Supercross before. And I remember uh-huh. I was like, man, put that thing on. Yeah, yeah, that freaking thing. I don't care about the track. I just want to. I want a good start. That's yeah. all I care about. And I remember, I just remember I was so excited about that paddle tire, and I was just like, I'm, I'm getting a good start. There's no way I can't get a start with this tire. You know, <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll worry about the rest of the track later. Let me just get a start. Yeah, that's that was my right. that was my thoughts. You know, uh, how'd you get along with M. Egg and Bradshaw and all that? I got along with all those guys fine. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah, just I didn't whatever. Have any issues really with nobody? I mean. Me and me and Kevin kind of always clicked, you yep. know, the most. Like we we hung out and stuff all the time, and rode together and traveled yep. together a lot and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I didn't have any issues with anybody, anyways. You know, I yeah. remember uh, the only issue I had. I remember being like, I used to get mad at Jeff Emig all the time because he never he never would really come out and practice and stuff, and I never <laughs> seen him training, <laughs> and he would freaking beat me every week at the Supercross, and it made right. me so mad, you know. Right, right. <laughs> Um, talk about a little bit of a dream team there. Yourself and Wyndham and Yogi. And yeah. was Doug there then? I think he was. Yeah, Doug was there. Good yep. team. Yeah, man. We had we had some we had a couple of really really good years there. Like it was just really fun. Good group of guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Good dynamic. It was it was awesome. Right. Yeah. Everybody pushing each other, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Um Yeah, like we you know, we and we did we did like I don't know how it is nowadays. It seems like a, a lot of the guys they don't really ride and train and stuff together too much but no i don't know we we all did quite a bit so i I think it was good i mean whatever i enjoyed it i I thought it was awesome um and of course uh uh you won the 98 125 supercross championship you and dv going at it yeah yeah till this day i'm kind of amazed that that i won that thing just you know (laughs) given my supercross you know right history but no, I mean, look—you won Charlotte. You you won a 125 Supercross title. You're just one of the more unlikely uh, top factory riders, I think, in our, in our ever in our sport. You know, it, it's like you well, know. I, th- yeah. I think I I think I won it pretty pretty fair and square too. I mean, I yeah. mean, Villeman was a, he was a, d- a damn good Supercross guy. I mean, he went out and yeah. beat McGrath a few times pretty, <laughs> right, right. pretty straight up, you know. And I mean, man, he, me and him went. And, and the funny thing, I think what it came down to with me and him was the whoops. <laughs> oh yeah, because he was like a a good technical kind of rider, mm-hmm. like almost like a JM, you know, like a Bale, right? You know, John Michelle Bale. Like when the, when there was a track that had whoops that like that I could skim, yeah. Then I was in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm I'm beating that that sucker tonight, really, you know? huh? Because I could go through the whoops, but if I had trouble with the whoops, like if I couldn't like yep. skim on them or whatever, right. I was in trouble because he was good at getting in there and jumping like three and three and wheel tapping and doing that kind of thing. And I couldn't do that crap to save my life. So, <laughs> so really, the, it came out of whoops like every time, you know, it's funny. When you walked the track in the morning, you're like, okay, good night, bad night. You, you knew right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I, you know, so, but, uh, but I remember the, the night, our last race there in Dallas came mm-hmm. down. It was just, it was whoever beat whoever, Yeah, you know, it, he, I think I had like a two point lead or something on him. Right. But if he if he won, he won, and if I won, I won. So I mean, it really came down to the wire. It was that race, do or die. And yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I I 
won yeah. the race and he crashed and stuff a few times. So, I mean, you know, yeah, it came down to that. You know, I guess maybe he, he cracked sooner than I did or something, but it, mm-hmm. I mean, we really did have a pretty pretty good battle for, for that series, you know. Uh, you've got a lot of wins under your belt. That we just talked about the Hangtown and the Charlotte and 125 Supercross titles, but where does like 98 Southwick against Ricky rank? That's got to be up there, right? Yeah, you know, I mean that's that's probably one. You know, that's got to be one of the one of the best ones because right. you know basically because it was Ricky. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think at that time he wasn't really like people weren't considering him the goat, but still he was. Oh yeah, he was well on, he was well on his way, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, to shit for this day that that's still the only race he's ever lost at Southwick, I guess. So that's kind of cool, you know. Right, and and I was there again and working in that class, and man, you put it to him like. And the, yeah, it was, and of course, it was straight up too. It right. wasn't like a, oh no. You know, I yeah. mean, he did blow up in the I think the first, first moto, but I passed him before that. Yep. You know? And uh, the locals just going nuts, just insane. You know, oh, yeah, that had to been such just a great so feeling. loud you couldn't even hear your bike. You know? Right, right. Um, so you're at Yamaha. You're doing one year deals. You're are you are you your own agent every year, like for gear and for everything, for bikes? Pretty much, yeah. Um, well, I mean, there was a there was a few years with Yamaha where they were. I mean Yamaha, they had the Fox thing going on. Yeah, true, right. You know, you know, so that was that was kind of a part of the deal. But mm-hmm. but you know, all my other deals along the way were, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was pretty much my own on my own with everything. Yeah. Uh, let's take a commercial break here on the uh, BTOSports.com Racer X podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Listen to these messages from Race Tech and uh, save yourself some money using a Pulpamex fourteen code at Race Tech to get some suspension work done. And we'll be right back here with uh, with John Dowd. BTOSports.com, RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Racetech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore. And many other guys uh, choose uh, Race Tech Suspension, and they've been along, around a long time, and their their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike. Use Race Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Race Tech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Fee, the owner of Race Tech, one of the smartest guys out there. And uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. All right, we're back with John the Junkyard Dog, Dowd. Uh, on the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. So you're at Yamaha. You're getting a one-year deal. You're winning races repeatedly, but you yet only get one-year deals. Uh, but at the end of 99, do you, do you kind of know it's time? Do they tell you, hey, we're not bringing you back? Uh, um, how does that work? Um, yeah, by the end of the season, I knew it was, you know, uh, was kind of over uh-huh. there. Unfortunately, I had a, you know, I had a pretty – pretty bad uh shoulder injury in 99 and it really just kind of took took every, you know it yeah. took my season down to you know to nowhere land so you know by the end of the season i still wasn't really back to, to form and mm-hmm. 
you know, I guess I guess it was just it was time. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you had a good run with him for three years, ninety six, ninety seven, not th- four years. Sorry, four years. So. Like, Six years, I think. Wasn't it five? Well, no. yeah, from the fact. 95, 96. 96 yeah, if you, count, if you count the boys and years. stuff. Right, yeah. if you count the boys and thing. Um, uh, Plus the boys and, yeah. So. Right. Um, so, okay, so I was going to ask you about 99 because I was working for Red Dog on the Nolene team then, and then we got the Chaparral ride. And, yeah, you yeah. weren't the same guy. So it was a shoulder injury, huh? Yeah, well, uh, it was at Daytona. Okay. Actually, me and, uh, me and Ezra. <laughs> Which which is ironic because that was the year he went he went to the Honda team and uh, you know me and him just kind of got together over this step off thing and uh-huh. then, you know I just came up on the short end of the stick apparently so right okay but so. I was actually having a really good season before that I was I think I was uh, I was in like fifth or fourth or fifth in the points or something before I got that mm-hmm. that thing and I but so I broke and dislocated the shoulder so it, it was it was a substantial injury you know I had to have surgery and all that and I was out for quite a while and yeah. You know, even into the nationals and stuff, my, my, you know, my shoulder was just weak, and I was, right. man, you know, halfway into the motos and stuff, and I was just getting head shake. I remember we put a steering stabilizer on the bike and everything because mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't hold on to it after a while, you know. Right, but, right. And it wasn't like you weren't doing the work off the bike or you weren't tough or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't one of those deals. Like you were working. Yeah, hard it was just, it was just the, the injury just took, it, you know, it, right. it was a pretty good setback, you know. Uh huh. Um. Did Yamaha ever ask you about riding the four-stroke? Did they ever? Was that ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did actually at, at that you know around that time they mm-hmm. did. And, but um, what year was that? 90, Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven was the the, the, the works bike. Yeah, and then ninety-eight. Yeah, Doug won the title on the production. Well, no, I think it was ninety-seven. They actually Keith McCarty asked me about riding it for some of the races, a few races at the end of the year, and mm-hmm. I remember. 97 was the year I was going at it with uh, Emic for the points. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you know I man I was I, I almost I kind of wish I wasn't in the position I was in the points cuz I think I would have I would have went for the four stroke thing but at the time it wasn't really like you yeah. know what I mean it wasn't it wasn't that proven of a bike and I was like man I was, man I, you know I still had a shot at maybe yep. winning it winning that title with Jeff and so I I chose to stay on the bike that I was riding, and uh, you know, whatever it was, yeah, yeah. no big yeah. deal. You know, Doug, Doug did his thing there, but and and I ended up not winning the championship. So who knows, you know, did what you, would have happened? But yeah, yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah. did you have any idea that the thing would be? Did you have any idea that was the future, or were you looking at it, coughing off supercross jumps and laughing, or cringing? I should say. Well, I mean, did you at have any the time, idea? It wasn't. I remember riding it back and forth with the 250 and i was like man it's, it's pretty fast but it's definitely heavy and right. I, I wasn't sure about the handling on some of the like i was thinking of race day right like nationals like red bud and and whatever with the big old ruts and square holes and stuff and i was just i was a little nervous about you know just jumping mm-hmm. on that yeah and uh you know while i still had a shot at winning the, the national title you know right right um so I, go ahead. you know for whatever yeah. reason i i decided to just try to stay on the bike i was on and and, and you know that's the way it went down. So, but you know, I remember thinking the thing was definitely uh, it definitely had potential. But yeah. at the time, it, I wasn't. Blo- I mean, if I was blown away with it, I think I would have been on it. But, right, right. Good point. You're right. Yeah, you, I mean, you especially know. if you wrote it, you know, you wrote it right there as the ultimate test, right? So yeah, yeah. I was just. Uh, I guess I was a little skeptical. So I, you know. Um, we uh, we have someone in common, Dowdy. We have both uh, gone to the Motocross of Nations one time for Team USA, uh, myself as a mechanic and you as a rider, and uh, we lost. 
Um, yeah. The yep. it's not a good feeling. Uh, that was a mutter in in Fox Hills. That was unbelievable. You uh, yeah. You had to be pretty bummed about that deal. I was, and uh, the funny thing is, I mean, I've always been pretty good in the mud, but yep. um, and I was actually doing pretty good. I was in fourth place in that moto when when I got. And basically what happened was I got stuck on that hill. That's <laughs> that hill that had like half of the racers on the hill, you know? Right. And the only, the, the reason I went down of, of all people, the guy that was on, stuck on the hill and, and kind of went to wheelie his bike and try to spin it around and get out, get back down the hill mm-hmm. was David Villeman. <laughs> Damn it, of Villeman. All, <laughs> of all people, it was him. I'm, I'm making it up the hill. I, like I said, I was in fourth place at the time. Right, right. Which was pretty good. I was thinking, man, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, yep. I'm hanging in here. Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm just about making it up, up to the top where there's a little dip dip where it was normally a double when the hill was dry. But mm-hmm. everybody was stuck right up in that area. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> of all people, David Villeman, he flips his bike around and it cleaned me right off. I was like, man, you got to be kidding me. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, from there it was over. Then they then they actually re- rerouted the, the track. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, yeah, I remember reading about it. Yeah, I wasn't there, but yeah. Yeah, well, they, you know, they, right after that, because there was so many people on that, on that hill, they actually cut the hill right out and ran the rest of the guys that were still racing, just ran them around. Like, they didn't even go up the hill anymore. They just kept yeah, racing. Yeah. And, and I was like, it was like the lap after I got stuck oh, on the hill. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, I got kind of screwed on that one, but right. whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, Doug didn't have much luck, uh, and neither did Ricky. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just Yeah, you. it was just one of those deals. I mean, it happens, you know, yeah. with the, you know, it just it just happens. You right. Know? Um, so the Cowie deal in two thousand, how does that come about? Um, why them? Who else did you have choices for? And uh, how was it? Well, I don't know. I just uh, I, I don't know how it came about. I mean, I guess you know Bruce Sternstrom just um, I guess he called me or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I, for whatever reason, he was he was kind of looking to go with a couple couple guys that were a little bit older and sort of proven or something. Cause I remember that's what, you know, yeah. that's what he was saying with, you know, with me and Larry, right. you know, even though we were coming off of not great seasons, you know, me with my injury and this mm-hmm. and that. So, yeah. um, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a decent, decent offer and I didn't really have anything better going on. So, yeah, so, uh, I was going to say, did you have any other options or was that, that was the best one? I think I had some some little deals working, but nothing good. Right. And I mean, I, you know, I always thought the Cowie team was a pretty badass team too. You know, right now, Big Bird's told me that bike sucked. Do you agree? What? What's that? Big Bird told me that bike sucked. Yeah, you know what? I, I till this day, I don't know why. Uh, I, I felt like I struggled that season too. I, I know Larry did, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember having a lot of trouble with the bike. I, I never felt like it handled real real good. We, I mean, it, it did weird things once in a while, and, yeah. and I don't know, man. I don't know if it was me or the bike, but, I, you know, I know Larry Ward said it, he was saying the same thing all the time. I mean, Ricky did all right on it, but, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he maybe was, he was a little more used to that that bike at that time or something because he'd, yeah. he'd been on them, you know, but, uh, and he, yeah, and he's I mean, I rode uh, Cowies in the past, and I always loved them, right. and I, I ride them now, and I think they're great, you know, but, right. but that year, um, that was a weird, uh, that was a weird time for me because I had, you know, I had broke my uh, my shoulder real bad in '99, and then mm-hmm. actually that year in 2000, I, I actually broke my back halfway through the season there. You know, just towards the end of the Supercross series, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I compressed two vertebrae like 50, percent and 
you know. So it was like a struggle again, all year. Again, that took a lot of wind out of my sails. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, I was I was seriously considering retiring at the end of that season. I was just I wasn't having any fun. I felt like I was letting everyone down, and I just. You know what I mean? It just wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't working for me anymore. Well, you got you, know? you got seventh at the at the Wick, and that that's no that's not John Dow getting seventh on a factory bike. You know. Nope. So. <laughs> no, I just like I said, I just right. wasn't. Uh, you know, I actually had. I don't know what it was, man. It was a lot of a lot of stress and everything. I remember I actually went to the doctors and stuff because I lost a lot of weight. I was down to like 160 pounds or something, and that's really late for me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, and um, I had a bunch of ulcers and stuff, and it was just it was weird, like I. Wow, you really, you were like, season, I was, like, I, I just had too much shit in my mind or something, but. Yeah, yeah, you were just, I you was, were just stressed out, it was just everything, everything was coming down. Yeah, like, I, I really, uh, I thought I was done after that, I was gonna, I was gonna retire after that, because it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't making me happy, you know. Right, right, um, and, uh, and at that point, if you're John Dowd, you're already playing with house money, you were never supposed to make it this far, ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, and that's right. that's one way to look at it, you know, but uh yeah. You know, I I always rode cuz I loved doing it and mm-hmm. I loved the racing and stuff and it was just fun. Like I always had fun and Yeah. You know, I was getting to the point where it wasn't fun. Right. I, you know, for whatever reason, I wasn't doing as good as I felt like I should be doing and I didn't mm-hmm. know why and I I was getting, you know, my health wasn't good and I knew everyone I just felt bad all the guys on the team, they were all doing their job and, you know. Yeah. I wasn't, and I just, I, don't, I didn't like that feeling, you know what I mean, so. Interesting. You know, at the end of that season, I was like, I was, I remember telling my wife, Trish, I was like, you know what, this is, this is it, I'm, I, I, you know, I don't want to do yeah. this anymore. And, and, and you didn't ride Supercross that next year, you could put, kind of put your own deal together with KTM, they, I, I was at yeah, KTM well, then, and they must that, been, they came to you, I think, right? Yeah, them guys, uh, you know, there was, there was a guy around here, Al Cordner, kind of, uh, kind of put it together and you know him he approached me and uh ron heben was a ktm guy back then he was ron's an awesome guy you know right right and uh yeah they kind of put together this little thing a little offer and they were like listen what do you think about this and and it was a 520 that, right. big, that weird at the time that was a big weird bike you know right right and uh a guy a guy around here a local vet guy had one uh-huh and i remember going and uh to this practice track, and I actually rode this thing, and I was like, "Man, this this thing's pretty pretty good, man. I like this thing." Yeah. And so then I, you know, I, I started seriously talking with them guys, and and it, and it started sounding for for whatever reason, it sounded fun for me again because it yeah. it, it kind of put me back almost to like privateer sort of status where we had my, you know, we had our own truck. Yeah. You know, me and my my mechanic guy Ron, we were just yeah, bushy. You know, we were gonna drive to the races and hang out and and uh, you know, kind of do it on our own sort of our own terms. And I I just like I didn't feel the pressure yeah anymore. You know, what I mean, I mean Ron Heven was really really good about that stuff. He was just like he was such a fun guy, and you know, he he would always stop over and and he'd always be like happy. You know, and he'd be like, hey man, what's going on? You guys need anything? You good? Yeah. Like he, he you know, he just made me feel good about being being a part of the deal and uh yeah he's slicer i mean he's a good guy he's slicer <laughs> i'll tell you what it, it it gave me a whole new rejuvenation because i mean once once i did that deal i mean i rode i rode them things for yeah you know for three years and i had a blast i mean i went out yeah. know, I, I drove to the races again and i actually really yeah. had a good time you know well i was look, looking at your results in 2001 you were in the top 10 every race except your worst finish was 10th at high point otherwise you were yeah. inside the top 10 <laughs> every week which is really good 
Yeah, it was as good as I was doing on the Cowie the year before, you know, <laughs> right, and it, right. it wasn't supposed to be, but it was whatever. I, the bike was decent, and yeah. I was having fun, and, you know, and my you, health was better. I didn't, I seemed, it seemed like I got rid of the ulcers and stuff, and I got, I got my, you know, I, my strength back and everything, yeah. and I just, I felt like I was me again on the bike, and well, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, I worked for Nick Way in 02, and it was like, John Dowd again, isn't this guy done? What's going on? Like, you know, he's beating us again, you know? So, um, and you were riding it well, like you said, and the bike wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't too bad. I mean, you know, I don't think it was great. I mean, it was heavy. It didn't turn good and stuff, but but I didn't mind it. And I I liked it. It was, I mean, I felt like I rode it pretty, pretty decent, you know? Mm -hmm. And and like you said, I mean, I I feel like I didn't have any pressure, so I, yeah. I was out there just riding for me, and and I was I was kind of having fun again, and that was the that was the bottom line, you know. There was the the, the eye patch story I've told you before, um, in '03 when I worked for Red Dog, uh, yeah. we were talking about you know he's really good in Southwick, Timmy is he's good in the sand, and yeah. and yeah. he he's telling me and I'm like what about Dowd this weekend, dude? You got to deal with Dowd. He's like, dude, I can beat Dowd with an eye patch on. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. He he goes good at Southwick, and he's still very good. Sure, he's a hundred, but he's good. Um, and and you I remember that day? Too. Yeah, that and you funny. beat him, and you beat him. And so I took a pair of Timmy's goggles and I colored it in one half black. And I'm like, here's your eye patch, because Dowdy just worked you. John Dow just beat you again. So, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's a nice little, like again. You know, from the outside looking in, you're done after Cowie. You're not getting good results. You're already an older guy and things, you know, whatever. Like, you know, John Dowd is, is done. And you had literally another six or seven years of very good results, making money, uh, top ten things, you know. Like, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, again, I just yeah. I figured out how to have fun with it. Right, uh, right. I, I kind of got the pressure off of me, and I was able to go race a motorcycle, you know, and that was yeah. that was the thing. And that, you know, did you? I think that's that's what a lot of these guys really deep down that's what they're doing it for because you know the love of the sport and everything. But mm-hmm. sometimes you get a little caught up in everything around you, yeah. you know, all the teams and stuff, and the money and the you know the, just the pressure of it all. You know, it can it can yeah. be a it can well, be a real bad thing it can be a good thing but it can be a bad thing too you know also too like nowadays dowdy and you you, you know you, you didn't quit that long ago there's a lot of like uh gear guys and girlfriends and buddies and uh entourages of these guys that don't help things either you know yeah like they're not really there for all the right reasons and if you as soon as you get hurt they're not going to be around anymore you know so it's kind of yep. kind of a little bit like that uh with some guys too you know so um, yeah, you know, and I've always, uh, I've, I've kind of always tried real hard to, to stay real and, and loyal and stuff with, with the guys that, you know, that right. have helped me over the years and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a great thing. Cause I mean, I still have a lot of great companies helping me now and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they don't, I mean, I, I don't go out and really race anything really big anymore. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool to still have, have some bikes and some gear and stuff and, you know, just, just, you know. Right. I guess uh, you know. I guess because of the the way I was for all those years, and I mean, I've had a lot of a lot of sponsors over the years tell me that I that I uh, I never abused the privilege and stuff, and I right. I never I never tried to. You know, I remember uh, Denny Stevenson when he was working for Smith. He used to he'd call me like once a year and be like, "Dude, do you do you like can I send you some stuff? I mean, you never call, you never ask for anything. <laughs> you're you're like one of our." 
sponsored guys, and you don't even right. you don't ever ask for anything. Right, right. <laughs> he used to get mad. He's like, I'm sending you stuff. Yeah. Um, you know what's nuts too, Dowdy? It was uh, uh, in '09 at Southwick. We had the mutter. You were like one or two passes away from winning the overall that Gerky won that day. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I, that would have been. Awesome. I was actually catching them too later yep. in that moto, but yeah. Oh, awesome. I don't know, man. I guess I was too old. I got tired, and I just, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> that was so, awesome, though. Had, it was cool. Um, I had to settle. <laughs> uh, let's take uh, before we wrap this up. Let's uh, let's take some quick quick questions here uh, before we wrap it up. Um, you got a JoJo story for me? Do you have a JoJo story? <laughs> like a, a good one or a bad one? Or anyone, what? anyone that you can share publicly. What's your best JoJo story? <laughs> uh, well. Him, him, and I didn't. Uh, I, well, I guess we just didn't like each. He didn't like me, I guess, because I was a young, uh-huh. young punk that was coming up, and he was he was kind of like the king at the time or whatever, and maybe coming off of his prime or something. But right. we, we had a few run-ins. I remember that one of the Southwick Nationals. I think that one of the last ones he rode was. I forget what year it was. I think it might have been. Uh, Dude, it was like '94. He rode one. '95. Uh, I must have been. It must have been earlier now, like an '87 or something. Maybe not okay. his last. One, okay, all right. I remember uh, he he came up on me late in the moto, mm-hmm. and I held him off. You know, I was just right. You know, flailing and just trying to go, and you know, I held him off, and he was so mad at me. He came across the finish line, and spit in my face after yeah. we ran. You know, yeah, yeah. Right after you slow down, I looked back to see see who it was and stuff, and he was man, he was lit at me. Jojo, um, yeah, and then. And that just started our deal. Like you know, the next I seen him at a, a local race a little while back, and, mm-hmm. or after that, and he he passed me. But then he fell, and I went I went around him. I I guess I kind of slowed down and lo- looked at him and gave him. You know, I must have done something. Yeah, stupid. yeah. <laughs> he, he wanted to tear my head off after the, after the race, and it, it was just funny. Like you know, out in the pits, we, you know. Right. Um, besides yourself and Doug, fastest sand rider from New England ever. <sighs> Fastest sand rider besides me and Doug. Yep, yeah. Who was the local guy that you know was right there? Because I was thinking about this too. I mean, Barton put in some good rides. The Russo, Treadwell, you know, Keith Johnson. Uh, you know, there's. You know, that's a that's a tough question because I think over the years, you know, there was different guys. Yep. Okay. You know, so I, I don't know. Shoot, man, I don't know if I could if I could put it on one guy. Mm-hmm. You know. Who, who? I mean, uh, okay. I, I think I, you know, if I was to have to absolutely pick someone, I might, I might actually go with Pat Barton because yeah. he was he was actually, uh, you know, he was a good sand rider. We used to have some hard pack tracks in New England, and mm-hmm. we would go to the, the hard pack tracks, and he he couldn't do shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you go to Southwick, man, and he would haul. Right, so. right. So the sand was a big, big help for him. Yeah, I mean, and you know, he was in like second place or something. Yeah. I don't know what year was that? He 80, was in the second place eighty-eight. At the national field, like, and he crashed on the last lap or something. Yeah, eighty-eight. He ran second forever. Yeah, yeah. eighty-eight. I mean, I mean, so that's pretty damn good, right? Right. And, uh, right. Um, he, he was definitely a good sand rider. So I don't know. I mean, you know, we get, there's a lot of guys that could fit that bill, but you know, and there was there was different eras too. So. But, uh, uh, your uh, your favorite race bike you ever rode? What was the best bike you ever rode? That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I mean, those Yamahas, a lot of them were kind of the same thing, and they were good. But was there one that stood out? I, the, the, was the Penske Shock any good? By the way, was that any ever ever good? No, no. That, I think, and that was 
that was one of the things in uh, when I when I got to ride the the Craig bike there, I was like, man, this thing's like the Penske shock was good, but it did weird stuff like it faded or something. I don't know, it, it didn't work mm-hmm. the same the whole time. So that was one of the downfalls that right. I couldn't figure it out. But um, best bike, I you know I think if, all, all I could think of is maybe the best, probably one of the best seasons. Like a, I think the nineties in ninety seven. Yeah, I don't know. I mean <laughs> that ninety five. YZ was a really good bike too. I got a lot of hole shots on that thing. I don't, yeah. man, I don't know. That's a tough question. I never really thought about that. The ninety four, ninety five Yamahas with yourself and Emig and Chicken yeah. was in Supercross. Lewis, you guys, yeah, Yamahas were really good. I was, I was yeah, I was gonna say because I mean I didn't ride it a lot. Mm-hmm. I only rode the last four nationals on that bike when I got yeah. you know, put in there for Craig. But I'll tell you what, man, that that thing was it was and it wasn't like super fast or super light or super this but it did everything like really good you know mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know that was a really good machine I think I think if I was like a, a better like a better racer maybe I could you know I might have done yeah I could have done more with that bike you know but what was uh, the biggest fight that you and Muffin ever had <laughs> <laughs> what was the biggest what was the biggest blowout you guys ever had uh, Ferry and I had a few you know, over the years, and, and Nick Way and I had one that was that was pretty good, but uh, you guys you were, were a team forever and stuck in a van for a long time, for long stretches, so there has to be a part where you and you and Muffet just had at it. I don't know if I would say there was one specific, but there was one thing that he, would, that he was just always, like, I could never, he was never good with, with money, you know what I mean? And okay. we, were, we were always, like, broke because I was a privateer, and he, <laughs> right. he was working for me, and... Right. And I used to pay him a percentage, so like every time I would give him, give him like his money, like he would just go out to a strip bar or something and just <laughs> blow it all. And then the whole next week he was like scrounging off me again, and like, we used to fight about that all all the time. You know, it was, yeah. it's funny now, but right, you know, back back then it was just I used yeah. to get so mad at him. You know, <laughs> you're like Muffin, I just paid you. Damn it! I'm like, I got to the point where I stopped paying him. I would, I would give him rations. Like I would, he'd have rationing, you know. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, uh, favorite track outside of Southwick? I guess you said Millville. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd have to say Millville. I, you know, I mean, it, yeah, sure. Southwick, the direction it runs, it used to run, or the old direction where you hung a left. No, you hung a right. Uh, I would say Sorry. the old direction, and then, and then the old way when we used to have the sky hooks and stuff. That was that yeah. was always cool. You know, the big hills in the back there, the frog pond. Yeah, all that. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's never going to be the same the way it is now with the pit area on that right. other side. But right, but yeah. you know what I mean. That old school mm-hmm. topic was always cool. You know. Yeah, yeah, no the doubt. Frog pond. Right. Uh, yeah, the frog pond was gnarly. That was a that was a crazy section. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, that's it, Dow- Dowdy. Thanks for doing it, man. I know it's late where you are. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I think the fans will dig it. You've always been on the list of uh, guys I wanted to do this with. And, and uh, you incredible career. Like I said, maybe the most unlikely factory superstar ever. Uh, you start when you're 20 years old, and four <laughs> years later you're winning a, uh, you know, you're, you're in a national, and then you're winning a national at Hangtown. And, yeah, great career, man. Fantastic. It's definitely something to be celebrated. And, and thanks for doing this. Well, hey, I, I thanks for uh, for thinking of me, man. I it's, it's always fun to do a little motocross reminiscing, you know. Not everyone wants to do that kind of stuff, but right, no, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's good, always man. fun to run back. And, and I forget about half of that stuff, you know. It's it's funny <laughs> you brought up a lot of a lot right. of cool things that 
that no, happened over the years. So yeah, you never struck me as a guy that you know really took time to look around at his career and and think about it. You just always kind of went, oh, okay, all right, on to the next thing, you know. So uh, it's weird. Some some guys have a great memory, and some guys just kind of don't or whatever. It's not not a huge deal. It's just the way you guys are wired, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I I love racing, man. I still do. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, no, it was, it was it was a great career, and uh, like you said, yeah, still doing it. And uh, your last few years at Southwick were really cool to see, and great, great. You know, the fans were awesome, and it was inspiring for sure. So thanks for doing the podcast, Dowdy. All right, man. Thank you. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. See you later. Bye. This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years go on.